Welcome to Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we wrap up HBO's Game of Thrones with the season eight series finale. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> C'est fini. Right. <laughs> but with that being said, for the sake of our listeners and also brevity, we do dive directly into spoilers. Again, and you're you're picking on the last episode. Right, right, right. I mean, cool. why would you do that to yourselves? Yeah. So if you don't know what's going on by now, that's your fault. Exactly. So, so. spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You, you know, have been warned. I know, right? What's this Game of Thrones show about? Well, too fucking late. So, yep. There we go. So, with that being said, Genius, what was your take on the the series finale? I liked it, but I know people are going to bitch, you know? Of I course mean, they are. Uh, of course they are. I, I, I didn't get everything I wanted. I, it, this wasn't like, I don't want to say this was like, wasn't a good episode, because it was a good episode. It was a good finale, I dug it. But it was just like, I don't know. I wanted a little bit something, but I like what I got. Okay. It wasn't the one, like, again, it wasn't the one that Gotham needed, but it was the one Gotham deserved or fucking whatever, but... However that goes. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, it's like that. So, how you and I talked off air, we're going to go ahead and kind of break it down a little bit chronological, but more so in terms of, like, the character arcs and how everything yeah. wrapped up with the different characters. So, the the opening sequence that we get is with Tyrion walking through all the ash and the dead bodies. All the terribleness! And, I mean, this was a prolonged scene. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't just, like... And just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. strolling along. I mean, this was a long walk. And it cuts to a couple different things. He sees the little girl that was holding the white horse that was burned. Flash, flash fucking fried, man. Right. He sees soldiers over on the on the outskirts, you know, crying mm-hmm. just because of the torments of battle. Mm-hmm. He sees a person that essentially looks like just one of the walking dead walking toward him. His back's all shredded up. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I was like... I'm gonna raw dog the shit out of it when Frank goes down the slide. Oh yeah, and he comes out like my back. Ah, right. It looked gnarly. I mean, he shit. did look gnarly. He looked he looked roughed up. And so then they got all this like caravan of people just looking at the uh, at this carnage, and it's him and Jon Snow and Davos and a whole bunch of like other mm-hmm. people and like the Northerners or something. And they're like, this is fucked up. I mean, and it is fucked up. It was incredibly fucked up. And then he's like, I'm gonna go. I'm cool. Yeah, and John actually wants to send. Uh, a couple of soldiers with Tyrion as he's going mm-hmm. to try to find whatever he's going for. Yeah. Initially, I thought he was going to go try to find Danny, um, but that turns out that's not where he was going. But I did think it was interesting that John wanted to send a couple of soldiers with him because John knows that even during this time, everything is is like it's still Daenerys crazy. went straight Mad Queen. It's still crazy because so, I mean, like you know, they lost, but I'm sure there's people like if Tyrion, if anybody stumbles upon an accident like like a group of survivors. As we see what happens later on, they're going to defend themselves or strike back. So, yeah, it's dangerous. So, take two people. But he's like, nah, I got this. I got mm-hmm. this. And it's Tyrion. He knows his way around King's Landing. So, it, it was smart of Jon Snow to send with him. But Tyrion's got to do what Tyrion's got to do. Yeah, but Tyrion's got a ton of enemies. I mean, he... Yeah, but... He was the hand of the besieging queen. And, I mean, and for the people that did maybe possibly like him in King's Landing... Yeah, he but, has that many more enemies on the on the team Daenerys side. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a, it was know. a risky situation the way he played that out. Either way, I mean, he knew shit was gonna go down. Right. but I don't think he was. I think he was a bit fine anyway. Yeah, it was one of those like, eh, I got it. I got take my chances. Yep. So as the story breaks out, Tyrion goes to the the crypts or the the vault underneath the the, the throne room to see if they made it because right. that was his plan. Right. You're right. Yeah, to see if uh, Jamie and Cersei mm-hmm. had made it out. Well. 
he sees Jamie's gilded hand sticking up out of the rubble, and he just oh, finally man. breaks down. Yeah. You know? Before, right before that, before he gets in, he's walking into King's Landing proper, right? And he's looking around. Those are really cool shot of the map room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then everything else, the world was just in rubble. I mean, and everything was also just rubble on top of it. I mean, rubble, it was rubble. rubble. <laughs> and so, like, I was like, that's a cool little rubble map shot, right? And so, <laughs> then he goes down to the crypts, and, like... He finds his way in because nobody else could get in, but since he's Tyrion, there was just enough for him to go in and out. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, how are you going to get out, dude? That was my thing. Like, I like, I can see you getting in, but by yourself, how are you going to get out? It's not a roach motel. Right. It's just a couple of rocks he needs to move. There's not a couple of rocks he needs to move. That fucking cavern was caved in. It was like a fucking wall. He only got into the very, very top. Best case scenario, he gets in, everything's fine. How the fuck is he going to get up back into that little rubble hole and try and get in? There. You never know, man. I don't know. I Secret I, tunnels. Secret tunnels. <laughs> but, I mean, I know we're making light of this, but this was but actually no. one of the more serious and probably heart-wrenching scenes of the entire show. It was sad. Because it's... with his, you know, is just, I, I guess you would say, as filthy as Tyrion can be sometimes. You know, filthy mouth, uh, his, his way of life, you know, his whoring is... His drinking and everything else that he considers, you know, his vices. He's still a good dude, and he right. still doesn't want to see. I and mean, he still cares for Jamie and Cersei, even his though family, no even matter though, how nasty Cersei was was to him. These are despicable people, but at the end of the day, they're still your family, and you're still close to him. And then, like even growing up, you don't. You might want to see him dead, but when you see them dead, you don't want it. You right. know, and so like. He opens the rubble, and that was a very heartbreaking scene that he just breaks down and cries. It was, I think, in the hands of another, a less capable actor, it would have been phony baloney. Yeah. Yeah, I Peter mean, Dinklage played played Tyrion pretty damn well throughout the entire series. Throughout the entire series, but especially I mean, there's a reason why he gets all the accolades for yeah. playing that character. I mean, he's, he's a damn fine actor. This is a heart-wrenching scene because this is just despicable as these people are as much as they're diddling each other and all this stuff the terrible things that both those people yes jamie redeemed himself kind of kind of in a roundabout way there was no redeeming quality for cersei but to see these people dead and to see the reaction of peter dinklage is like oh yeah these monsters were human still Mm -hmm. you know and they were the last of my bloodline because he has no one else yeah so you feel at that moment you feel for him you feel for everybody in the room because it was just a well shot and well emotionally played scene Mm -hmm. so i thoroughly enjoyed that sad aspect of it yep Yep. and as as Tyrion is breaking the 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 stone against the other stones just in anger Mm -hmm. it it cuts back to Arya seeing john walk through the the dothraki you know the screamers mm-hmm. amongst the unsullied army, and he starts walking up the stairs to where you see a really. I mean, this is a really kick-ass shot. I mean, this part right here is. Oh, I yeah. I even I even wrote it down because this is the this is the part that we actually see because Arya looks at John and she doesn't say anything to him. John's just walking. Yeah, you know, and as he's walking past the Dothraki, he sees like the steps to the to the throne room. And you see the Targaryen, like, I'm, I'm assuming it's a ship sail. Yeah. Because where the hell are you going to get a Targaryen banner that large? I mean, they don't sell them at Dollar Tree. Bed, bath, and banners. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. The Brotherhood with banners. Mm-hmm. Before we got to, uh, it, I, I'm sure, I don't know if it was before. Yeah, it was before that he got to the big steps, the mm-hmm. scene that you're talking about, because I want to talk about that scene, too, that was fucking rad. We missed a part. Right after Tyrion splits off, Jon Snow and Davos starts walking along, and they come across Greyjoy. 
And Grey, Grey Joy Worm. Ha- Grey, I don't know why I keep fucking him up. It's the Grey something. Um, Grey Worm. And he's got Lannister prison. He goes, on behalf of Queen Cersei, you guys are going to die. Slit. And he, he can't do that. He goes, they're prisoners. Well, even before that, though, you know, before Grey Worm actually executes the Lannister men, he goes to start to execute him. And John grabs a hold of his arm. Yeah. And this is the part that I think you and I talked about on the last episode where, you know, you had that shot of Grey Worm turning back to John during the battle. I'm going to fuck you up. Right. And he kind of looks at him like, you know, what the hell are you holding your men back for? This is war. And then kind of you know fast forward to this episode that's another thing that you know gray worm does he doesn't like being challenged because mm-hmm. he number one he understand the unsullied understand war that's all, all they, they understand, understand. Right. yeah but gray worm understands love and war because he lost masande mm-hmm. you know so he understands that at this point he's just fueled it's by hatred yeah right. just anger so as he goes to get ready to execute one of the lannister men john grabs a hold of his arm and says you know by whose orders and he tells him that, you know, Queen Daenerys, these are her enemies, you know, and the battle is not won that. until they're gone. Yeah, and he goes, no, you can't do that. Like, they're surrendered men. They're prisoners right. of war. You can't execute them in the middle of the fucking street. And then when he grabbed him, and the Unsullied just whoop, and the free men went, whoop, whoop, fuck all that noise. I was like, that's going to be rad, right? But then Sir Davos no. was like, stop, stop, stop. You, you, I, you couldn't have that battle, especially no. not with Davos there. No, you know, because you, Davos, Davos is died. the ultimate, yeah, he's the ultimate peacekeeper. But see, that's the thing. This entire episode, I was waiting for like people to die. <laughs> I don't know if this was. No, I think we got more than our fill with the the last episode with you know the charred bodies and all the the armies that fell and everything. But it's Game of Thrones, so I didn't know. So, right. so when... as they go across and, and you know John's trying to find Daenerys, he comes to the the huge shot that we were talking about. He he walks through the Dothraki screamers that are on horseback, you know, kind of celebrating their victory. He walks through the the lined up unsullied, which is kind of interesting because you have that like dynamic, that juxtaposition between just like the 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 blood riders of the the Dothraki just kind of going wild, all over the place, crazy, yeah. and then and you like have the, the formal unsullied mm-hmm, all standing in, mm-hmm. in formation. It was a cool looking shot. And as as the it kind of pans up, you see the Targaryen banner or the sail against the side of the wall, and when Daenerys walks out, Drogon flies over before she comes out and lands behind her. And then as she's walking toward the camera... That was rad. That was a badass shot. That was a rad scene. That might have been probably my favorite shot of the entire show. It was slick because the dragon unfurls his wings and like, roars as she's walking. So it looks like Daenerys has wings and horns. It Uh looked fucking rad. Yeah, it was was badass, man. As soon as that happened, as soon as it came down and she had those wings and with the banners and the Unsullied all there, I was waiting for... Bum 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 bum. No, bum, no. Bum. I don't give I, was... a, I don't give a shit how good Game of Thrones is. It will never be the Imperial Death March. I'm calling it right now. Your nerd <laughs> card is revoked. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can just picture the Imperial Death March no. playing behind her, just yeah, like no. And, and you know, they, it was, they she used... was full villain. I mean, right? She was full villain. I mean, you can go... even see it in her face. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could tell the the dress that she was or the garb that she was wearing. Well, I, I don't mean dress, but I mean her like, garb. Her, yeah, her yeah, dress. Her, her dress. Yeah, I mean. Even in her speech, she's like, we have freed these people. <laughs> Talking about the, all the women and children that she just mm-hmm. killed. We freed these people, and we're not done yet. Like, we're we going to go free... to Massachusetts. We're going to go to the... <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> we'll like, we'll free gonna... everyone yeah. from Winterfell to Dorne. And, and I was just like, yeah. what? She goes, women, men, and children, we will free them all. Either they will come join us, or they will burn. And, I'm like, and she's like, like, god damn. And when she said Winterfell, John's like, oh. 
I don't speak Dothraki, but I know when I heard Winterfell. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> it was one of those like when you go to like <laughs> when you go to a party and everybody's talking, you're like, oh, oh, they said my name, right? So, <clears throat> and that was then, that was the other you know when when she gives the speech, you know, she riles up the Dothraki, the unsullied dude, the little spear in the sand <laughs> thing, the little mm-hmm. little tap tap tapiru. And then um, she is is talking about you know freeing all these places and whatnot. And then she she tells Grey Worm, you know, you've been with me since the beginning, you know, since since we freed you. I'm making you my master of war. Okay, so this is another little tidbit because we'll we'll fast forward a little bit because, all right, not fast forward because I really can't give that part away just yet. But why would a person that quote unquote won the last war uh-huh. need a master of war? I think it's more like a, like a surgeon general. It's a title. Mm, I don't know about that. I think I, I think it's the Mad Queenage still coming out. Well, she knows she's going to go to war because she says the battle's not over. We still got more. We're going to go fight everybody. But I think that's like the, calling him the master of war is like bestowing the ultimate, like a five star general. Yeah, I, you know I, what I'm I can see that, but it's, that that part just sat a little uneasy with me just because I knew where, where everything was going to go. Well, yeah, you got I mean, like, now he's the leader of all the forces. So right. he was just leader of the Unsullied. I mean, he was, and when it came, but now he's, like, going to be able to full-on policies, like, saying we need to burn these people. He's, like, the, um, the guy in, the like, the presidency here, you know, and all the war movies and stuff. Like, we need to burn him and nuke him Get out! off my plane! Right? He's that one. He's, like, the Rod Steiger in Mars Attacks. So, oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, it, just the way that 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 whole line was delivered, the way that everything was set up. But she got crazy. I mean, right. everybody is just like crazy full villain, full villain, crazy full eyes. villain. Yep. And John Snow's like, oh, we should get out of here. Well, but if then- if you notice too that you know when when Daenerys makes her shift, you know when she was in Winterfell, she was wearing white with red. Now she's wearing all black. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she is essentially a Sith Lord at this point. Not bum 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 bum. But um. The, the next portion that we see is actually, you know, Tyrion goes up and talks to her. And I thought at one point, the way that they were kind of, wa- uh, that Tyrion was walking toward her, I thought he was going to shiver. Me too, because he gave that John the look like, you ain't going to do something, fine, I'm going to do something, right? So, and I'm like, uh-oh, because <laughs> he goes up and goes, hey, we need to talk. And he pulls out the dagger. I mean, pull, didn't pull out the dagger. I thought he had a dagger in his pocket, but he unpins the hand of the king, uh, hand of the queen. I thought he was going to go... Shink, 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 right? <laughs> Fish. I really, really did. I mean, like, because mm, if you're going to go out, because you know he's going to go out, then he's going to go out swinging. Yeah. But he didn't. I think that was more symbolic, like, you know what, fuck you and fuck all this violence. Well, shit. yeah, he chucks the, the little pin of the, the hand of the queen down mm-hmm. the stairs, and he's just like, I'm done with this. And, you know, it, even Daenerys makes the mention, you know, you, you've, you've committed treason against your queen by letting your brother go free. And to Tyrion, that's just like the ultimate betrayal because she killed him. Yeah. You know, she killed Jamie. And Jamie fought for them in the North. Yeah. You know, tooth and nail and everything. I mean, he, he upheld his promise. And his exact line was, you know, I freed my brother and you, you slaughtered a city. Yeah. And it's so like, we're both, oh, yeah. wow. You, and you just tore everybody up. None of us are clean. Yeah. And so she's like, okay. At that point, I thought she was going to, like, execute him, you know, right then and there. But at least I just take him away. Take him away, boys. Man. Yeah. So a couple so. of the Unsullied and Grey Worm escort Tyrion off to a cell. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, the the next beat that we get is John and Arya, you know, having a conversation about, you know, everything, how everything's going to go on. And Arya asks, you know, how is Sansa going to take this? 
And John is like, well, she's going to have to because she is our queen. She is my queen. Right. And I'm like, come on, John, stop being stupid. Well, Arya had a great line. She goes, I know a killer when I see one. And it's like, yeah, she does. Because she's pretty much the baddest badass in Westeros. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for for Arya to be the little sister to be able to tell John that. I think it it shook him a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of gave him a couple doubts on you know how everything was going to shake out. Honestly, I thought Arya was going to say, "Well, if you're not going to do something, then I will." <laughs> We're just like man, thing is smoked, right? Like Assassin's Creed, she's up on exactly. top of the throne. She's Arya, but like, yeah, I'm glad she's like, you know what? You need to figure out something because Sansa ain't going to take it. Well, and he's, the, she's 100. I don't right. even think it's necessarily the Sansa point that that really drives it home to but John. But no, he's because, she's not done killing. Right, because Arya even says, you know, as long as you're alive, you are you will always threat. be a threat. You will have a target on your back. No matter because, if you love her, no matter what night she loves you, you are you are always going to be a threat to her. And she's 100 percent right. Yeah, you know, he is naturally because if any of the maps, any of the things that Lord Varys threw out, any of that played out. Everybody you get know. a scroll, and you right? get a scroll. So people know that he is the rightful ruler, and she's 100% right. As long as you're alive, you are a threat to her and will die. She yeah. will eventually kill you, and I can't abide by that. So do something quick. Yep. You know? And so, so it, you know, the, the next beat we get is as Tyrion is in his cell, we get a, a nice, uh, it was actually an extended, like, dialogue piece between Jon and Tyrion. It was nice. You know, John checks in his weapons with the unsullied guards that are at the at the door, and he goes in to talk to Tyrion. Well, they kind of have a nice little back and forth about you know how everything kind of shook out and how mm-hmm. Tyrion feels like he betrayed everyone because he followed her and he loved her and he really believed in her, but not the person that she has become. Right, and he and then John is so blinded by like loyalty and love and honor and shit, he can't even think of, like, no, the battle's done. She says we're done, we're good. And she goes, does she sound like she's done fighting? Yeah. Does yep. she sound like it? Because that, I know you don't speak the tongue, but, you know, the international language of just anger and hatred is right there. Well, and the other thing that Tyrion gets him with, too, he goes, you know, if that was you, would you have done it? Yeah. And then John's like, well, yeah, uh, we've all done bad things. And Tyrion goes, no, would you have done it? Mm-hmm. You know, and he's just like, he's like, no, dude, don't lie to me. And then she's you're like, lying to yourself, right? too. And then she's like, oh, well, you know, he gave him a chance. And then she's like, no, he didn't. No, he did, and you know what, John? No, she did it. They surrendered, and you, she, you burned them after they surrendered. So no, and I don't. I, I, Tyrion's a hundred percent right. I don't think John would have been like, okay, you surrendered. Fuck you all, boosh. You know, <laughs> Dracarys. Right? No way, John would have done that. No, but she did. Yeah, because even Tyrion makes mention. You know, that everybody was surrendering. Everything was done. The war yeah. was already won. And you know what you got to do because you've been the shield against every single threat. That's been going on in Westeros yep. since he, day one. He, he straight up used the Night's Watch, you yep. know, the the moniker on him. He was just like, you know, you're the you're, you're the, the shield. shield that guards the realm. And he goes, "What's the biggest threat to the realm right now? But your fucking girlfriend on her big ass dragon blowing holes up in the orphanages and shit." Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> We're going down, Dracarys. <laughs> so like, but I mean, Tyrion was 100 percent right. Spot fucking on every single thing he said to Jon Snow in this little montage was 100 percent right. Because at this point, in in Tyrion's mind. He has nothing to lose. No. He has nothing to gain. No. He he has already resigned to the fact that he is going to die probably by dragon. Mm-hmm. You know, just like his his friend Varys did. Because he said, he goes, you know, I'm a prisoner, but prisoners don't last long with our queen right, right. now. So I'm going to die. So you know what you got to do. And, like, again, Tyrion, Peter Dinklage killed it in this episode. Yep. I mean, just the emotion that he brought, like, just the begging and pleading and just, 
Like, it, you have to do something. Well, and, and to, to our point, you know, how good of an actor Peter Dinklage is, I mean, he gets a lot of the lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets the mass majority of the lines. This is the Dinklage the, show. Right. Out, throughout this entire episode, I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of the... A lot of the the conversation and a lot of the dialogue is driven through the character of Tyrion. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one of those things where they relied on their, not, I don't want to say best because I don't want to get into the ranking. Right, right, right. But they're, they're heavier, they're heavier hitter. They like pulled out the DH if, if we're using a baseball analogy. <laughs> you know, they, they needed a grand slam and they got it with Dinklage doing Absolutely. all of the, all of the commentary. So, when John leaves, he goes to see Danny in the throne room, and this is where we kind of get a lot of the things. But before we get out of that, before we get that, I it was a very there was two things that I want to talk about before we get what happens in the throne room. Okay, one when Jon Snow is going to that, and he's walking along the courtyard, and then he sees like these big mounds da, da, of like right, he's sees these big mounds of court on the courtyard and shit, and then one of the mounds and it's the dragon, and the dragon's like. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I've had a, you know, I can understand a guard dog, but a guard dragon? Yeah, she's cool. She's okay. So, all right. Here, I, I didn't want to touch on this part because this is my grievance with the episode. And okay. this is my grievance with the past couple episodes in, in King's Landing. Okay. So, at the end of season seven, when Jamie is leaving King's Landing, Snowflake falls on his hand, remember? Mm-hmm. Pulls a glove on so he can kind of travel incognito. Mm-hmm. And he rides on to the north. The night, the night King is coming, no matter what. I mean, but winter is is setting in on King's Landing. Right. So it's snowing. The battle for King's Landing. There wasn't a drop of snow to be found. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, everything's covered in snow again. It just started snowing. Dude, you know where we live? You know where we nope. live? You I'm, know I'm, there's I'm ta- calling you know continuity BS on that because when they land, when they land at King's Landing, they're on like a tropical Bahama beach and everybody's kind of like, hey, yeah, we're going to go to war. Right. And then all of a sudden, they're building snowmen? No, they're not all building right. snowmen. It's it's a dusting. I'll, I'll, it's a dusting. It couldn't have been a dusting if it covered up a dragon. He was just chilling out, dude. You never hang out for a little bit. Next thing you know, you got dragon stuff. Probably a couple of hours okay. from the snow. Okay. Stop trying to minimize my grievance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's your grievance has been heard. <laughs> but no, that that's I'll give you that. I'll that's my that. thing, and I, I understand no. why they do it. It's for cinema, you know, cinematic, cinematic purposes. Respect. But no, but I will give but you that. Like, it's been like winter has been coming for eight fucking years. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I mean, Ned Stark warned us this back when he still had his head on his shoulders. But but it was it was but, a super cool thing when you 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 just see like it looked like rubble. Mm-hmm. Rubble, 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 rubble. But you see <laughs> it, and then this podcast brought to you by the <laughs> But then all of a sudden, you see Drogon kind of get up like a dog and just kind of shake, mm-hmm. and everything just kind of falls off of him. And then it's it's just like you said, you know, he's he's Daenerys's guard dragon, right? And then we come to Danny in the magical land of Tyrion's Lee, right? This is a beautiful shot. When she's there, and she's in the throne room, and she's looking at the throne. And it looks exactly like her vision from the House of the Undying, mm-hmm. remember? Mm-hmm. And she's got this wonderful, like, I mean, it's everything is in rubble and ashes, but it's still super pretty because the snow's coming down, and she's all, like, happy, and the sunshine and shit. And she's got this look of overjoyed and, and madness still. Yeah. You know? It, it I mean, was like, like, it was like, I'm still crazy, but I'm happy. I got everything I want, and I win. You know, like... Not she's gonna break in a song, but she just looked like she was like a like overjoyed and still like bloodthirsty. And now she has the tools 
to commit whatever atrocities she wants. So <laughs> when she comes in, it was, and again, the cinematography on this shot was just gorgeous. I, I that's what I wanted to praise this one. But then right when she's about to touch it, she finally touches it, and she's gonna sit down. Right now, you asleep for a thousand years. No, she barely touches it, and then Jon Snow's like, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Man, you didn't even get to sit down in the Iron Throne." Your hey, hey Queenie, what's going <laughs> on? Hey, uh, we need to talk. <laughs> well, and you know, to to his point though, man. I mean, he. He calls her on her bullshit, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. He's like, we just killed an entire city. And, I mean, everything that we've seen, the whole damn city is pretty much either gone in retreat or dead. Yeah, because everybody. Because the, the entire city is abandoned. And, like, there are a lot of people that are in King's Landing, and there are a lot of people that aren't in King's Landing anymore. <laughs> right. Because as Dinklage, as Tyrion walks into the in, into the room to try to find, you know, Jamie and Cersei, you know, nobody is there. Mm -mm. As, you know, the, the Unsullied are kind of rounding up the Lannister men, we only see a handful of Lannister soldiers. Yeah. We don't see any individuals. We don't see any, like, of the peasants or the no. townies. You know, it's, it's just like... No, it's just like everybody is gone or dead. Mm -hmm. So it's like this is an abandoned city it's again. It's a ghost town. It's yeah. a ghost town. The only one, it's a military occupied zone. Right. Is that's what exactly it is. what it is. Because yeah. that's all there is, is like the, the dark forces of the Sith. Yeah. So, and and John is pleading with Daenerys, you know, after he kind of says, you know, the, this wasn't what we originally planned. You know, these people were, you know, surrendering. These people didn't want a tyrant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he says, I th you need to let Tyrion go. Yeah. You know, you, you need to give him, you need to show him mercy, you know, and Daenerys. The time of mercy is gone. Right. And Daenerys's line was, you know, we, we can't hide behind a world uh, of uh, small mercies. And it's like, she is all but resigned to just kill Tyrion. Well, you know what? And here's the thing. Going back to what Tyrion said, he goes, you know, <laughs> the whole time he was like, look, Jon Snow, you're a good man. You know what is right. You know what is wrong. You know what actually is good. And the worse she's get, she goes, the problem is, he goes, the problem is, is like everything she does, she thinks is good. She freed the people at Marine, which is fantastic because they were slavers. She burned a bunch of rich people, which is cool because everybody hated them. But now she thinks she's doing the right thing by killing women and children because mm -hmm. it's great. That's wrong. So what, she, what she's not doing is wrong. And you know that. You know the difference between right and wrong. And so then when she comes back and she's like, we did great today, didn't we? We did so yeah, good. And, and mm. she kind of went with the whole, like, oh, we're, we're going to be together again. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he goes, look, what you did was wrong. Go, no, it wasn't. What I did was good. I did it for, because everything is just, and I had to do with the right thing. And he goes, no, women and children are not the right thing. And who are we to decide who's what's good or bad? She goes, I'm the one to decide what's good or bad. Mm -hmm. I'm the queen. So what I say is good is good. And that was the one he's like, fuck, well, she it, is gone. It, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Because when she said, you know, because John says, you know, what what happens if someone else comes along and they think they have a better a, a better option or a better way? She goes, yeah, you know, she goes, they don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, okay. So I think that was he, finally that was the a, switch. That was what I think that question was without saying it. And he goes, what if my sister mm -hmm. doesn't want to bend? Like fucking too bad, Dracarys. Yep. And so I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that was what it is. And you're like, okay, cool. You're my queen. I love you. Give us some sugar, right? And, dude, I, I looked I over, I looked over I at it. you while we were watching the episode, and I knew that was going to happen. 
because as you know, Danny goes to embrace John and, and they start to kiss, you can see John's right arm kind of slide down to his hip. And I'm just like, oh, that's his dagger yep. side. Yep. I knew Next it was, thing you I know, John. Shank. Yep. Shish kebabs Danny. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's broken up about it because, I mean, he had to he kill the woman he loved. He did love her. Yeah. So, but, I mean, John always weighs the consequences. You know, a couple million people that are going to get burned over her reign of terror or, mm-hmm. you know, my Goyle friend. Right. Yeah. The needs them many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah. And she has gone full queen, so she's got to go. Long live Jon Snow, the Queen Slayer, I guess. But then Drogon comes out of nowhere, like, "Hey, something's amiss," you know? Yeah. And and this was a this was a cool this shot. This is a great too. scene. Because the the only thing I've got an issue with is, does the dragon really know like symbolism? Oh yeah. Oh no. Here's the thing. I wanted to go into this. First of all, we got to go back. The death of Danny was was sweet because she, not because she, you saw that look of betrayal, but because it was just. If anybody was going to do it, it had to had have, have been, been John. John. Had to have been John. So she need, she needed to go. She needed to go. But then the dragon totally understood the symbolism. He knew all the shit that he's done and all the things that he did. And he knew he did it all for, she did it all for the throne. Because I think there was just like, that's what they wanted. And the symbolism that he was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done with this. Because he ran off into nowhere. Because his, his lack of a better term, mom died. All because of what she wanted for this throne. I think he knew. I think deep down he knew. I think our animals and our and our kids know. The only the only thing I've got in in rebuttal to that is: Did Drogon know what the Iron Throne represented? Because as Drogon's going through this gigantic like anger filled mm-hmm. like you know barrage of dragon fire, I thought he was going to kill John. Well, we, you and I talked about that during the episode. It wouldn't have done shit. You're right. It wouldn't have done shit to him since he's a Targaryen. Right. But would have just burned half of him since he's half Stark, half Targaryen? No, but just no, burn his clothes when, off. When, uh, <laughs> much Oof. to the delight of all the women watching. Exactly. But um, when when Drogon you know, kind of just flames everything behind the, the throne, do you think the dragon understood the symbolism behind what the Iron Throne represented? I, well, I like Two things. One, I think deep down maybe he did. Because he melted he the shit out of that Maybe thing. Maybe he did. And I think also, it was also a fit of rage. You know how, like, you want to just, if you if you want to destroy something, he looked around and looked at everything was destroyed except this one ass big thing in the middle of it. So why not burn the fuck out of it? I think, okay. I think it was just like, ah, blah. Because you know he, you know he could blow out, he knows he could blow out a wall, no problem. You but should, that, you should write a book on dragon psychology, right? But mm-hmm. that one thing, but that one thing that like hasn't been destroyed yet, he's gonna fucking destroy it. That's the like he, that's his catharsis. And I think he knew that that's what his mom wanted all along. Yeah. I, I think deep down there's a bond between the mother of dragons and the dragons. So, like she had the the play school like my first Iron Throne set where she would like set the dragons off on top of it. Yeah, if like it, like practiced her chorus on it. Because she's over there like no, because she's over there like you know what's into me and even when they were babies like you know we will take the Iron Throne and then we'll take over and blah 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 and you know like the dragons know what the Iron Throne is. I mean, you know, I'm just shooting holes. No, I mean, I I no, I I can see what you're saying. I think like. But I, I like I, think, I like I your. I think the fantasy nerd in me wants that. No, but I, I see what your your explanation. I mean, it, because that does seem feasible now that everything else around it was destroyed. So what's he going to do? Just shoot flame out into the out into the open? Like you when he's shooting a gun in the air, point blank. Ah! Pop! 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 Yeah. Pop. So I mean, he, he's, he yeah he he focused on the Iron Throne because that was the only thing in his eyesight, and but 
the death sequence, I mean, for Drogon, it was it was kind of telling because, you know, he kind of nudges her a couple times. You're like, hey, get up. Get, get up. It's sad. It's sad, like a Disney movie. <laughs> but then he, he swoops up and grabs Danny and he flies just away. flies away. I loved that. I think that was a very fitting ending to Daenerys' story. And I, that was a very ending, fitting ending to Drogon's story because, one, he flies away. I like to think that still in Westeros in this land, there's a magical dragon, you know, hoarding some gold cash or something. And later on down the line, you know. John has to go slay it. Right? You know, something, something that, like, leads legends. That still leaves magic in the world, you know? And I think the world needs a little bit more magic, even Westeros. There's no more White Walkers. There's no more mystics of um, Quaff, you know? So why not a dragon? A little bit of magic. There's no more giants. The world, the world needs dreamers, and Drogon represents the dreamers. <laughs> You're so full of it. But anyway, <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I like it. I like. I like. Go, go ahead and boot up your computer and start your WoW account now. Shut <laughs> up. I'm gonna. We'll fight Frostworm too. But, but you know, after uh, Drogon flies off and everything, and, and John is, uh, we, we we see it off screen. But John is taken into custody by the Unsullied. What else is it gonna do? Like saunter away? Like for, for nothing his, to see here. <laughs> do 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 do. Well, I mean, technically. <laughs> Basically, I mean, he had to have admitted to it because you have you have no uh, you have no murder weapon. It's still inside Danny. That's true. And I mean, you have no witnesses because he flew off with the dead body. Could have said Drogon went crazy, fucking snatched her up and went away. I'm <laughs> don't blame me. I'm innocent. And a whole like twelve angry unsullied. I need to see the first forty eight Game of Thrones edition. <laughs> <laughs> I thought also like what happened like when Drogon comes up and like looks on the thing. It looks on Daenerys like, Rrr. I thought, for a minute, I thought Jon Snow was like, all right, jumps on a drug on, and like, sees the Unsullied, Drakkar, I'm like, Winterfell will be protected, and then like, flies away. I kind of thought that's what was going to go, because he can ride the dragon, so why not? Yeah. But I like, once again, you know, magic in the world. Yep. But yeah, <laughs> as, as as everything breaks out, you know, Jon Snow is taken into custody by the Unsullied for... For uh, is obvious re- re- reasons, it's regicide, regicide. Yeah. yeah, okay. I was making sure I had my my nomenclature correctly, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and we get the the part where Tyrion is actually brought out of his cell, and I mean, this is a couple, you know, I'm saying weeks, maybe at least a couple of months, because like he's all shaggy, he's dirty, you know, he's still chained up and whatnot, and Grey Worm brings him to the Dragon Pit. Where mm-hmm. we have all the ladies and lords of Westeros, oh, like in a gigantic, like you know, little triumph, mm-hmm. like a like a council almost, and they're trying to figure out, you know, who's going to be promenade. The, yeah, who's going to be the next ruler? You know, so it's like, oh, I nominate, um, yeah, Steve from accounting. Well, <laughs> theoretically, wouldn't it? Uh, everybody knows that um, Jon Snow is the rightful heir, so wouldn't he automatically be it, or does he make it null and void because he's a felon, like he can't vote anymore? I don't know, man. Because I mean, but then you also have Gendry too. He's a Baratheon, so true. I mean, he, granted, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the claim to the throne, but Jon Snow technically does, doesn't he? But the thing, uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, Grey Worm even says, you know, he is our prisoner. He killed our queen. Sansa goes back with him. She goes, well, we've got a couple thousand Northmen out out outside the gates that. Um, yeah, w- would like to uh, have a conversation with you about that. And then he goes, like, and then well, he goes, we well, we got a couple, yeah, right we got a couple thousand unsullied inside the king, inside of uh, King's Landing. Fucking bring it, yeah. And so I was like, God damn it, let's bring peace. Can we not fight for one fucking day? Yeah, exactly. So, like, give yeah. peace a chance. Mm-hmm. That's all we're saying. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, <laughs> so 
I like this little triumphant scene. You know, like who are we gonna make? <laughs> okay, so why don't we let him go? No. All right, what do we do? The only the only the king can decide that. Oh, who's the king? Fuck if I know. And can we? Who wants to be the king? Can we finally get to the point the 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 fact that I've been kind of I've been kind of worried about my man, you know, Edmure Tully. For the past couple, you know, probably like like ever since he left the Blackfish and the Blackfish died, <laughs> the dude's been locked up in a cell for like years, and then all of a sudden he just shows up. I'm a I'm lord. Like, Thank God somebody remembered that he was down there. I mean, <laughs> he's over there. Hello. <laughs> he's rattling the soup can against the bars. I like to get out now. But I thought it was cool when it, when he starts talking. He's like, you know, as the most senior lord, and you know. Magistrate and diplomat and blah 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 and Sansa just goes, Uncle, sit down. <laughs> I was like, damn, sit your ass down and shut up. People are talking. Nobody wants to hear all your pomp and circumstance. So, who's it going to be? I thought when Tyrion was like, you know what, I've been thinking long and hard about it. I thought he was going to say Jon Snow. I thought he was going to say, yeah, I thought he was going to say Jon too. You know, but he knows that Grey Worm wouldn't allow it. Because apparently the Unsullied have him, like, protected, you know, sequestered somehow or whatnot mm-hmm. to where nobody can get to him. But he's got diplomatic immunity. Well, but yeah, you know, and, and Tyrion goes, you know, we need to, what we need is a good story. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows about the, the, no. the battles and the, the fights <laughs> and everything. And Before that, before that, Sam comes up and goes, you know uh, what? Yeah. He goes, why is it up to us? Why don't, you know what, if this guy's going to make a ruling for everybody... Why don't we let everybody decide? And then everybody thinks about it for a little bit. <laughs> they just Dumb start ass. laughing. Stupid. Sit down. And I was like, God damn, man. If that doesn't say, if they, if, I don't know if that's Game of Thrones is like trying to be like, hey, shit in Westeros is happening for real or what. But like, See, I don't know. But, but that's a part I've got, I, I've got kind of issue with now that we talk about it. Because if you think about it, dude. Sam is the person that saved everybody. Mm-hmm. He's the one that found out the Dragonstone was on a big ass mine of dragon glass. I didn't like the. I did not like the fact that they laughed at him. I mean, it was a funny joke, but like, maybe that's what everybody needs. Maybe Westeros needs a democracy of some sort. Like, everybody gets a vote. But it's like all of these other lords and ladies are just like, ha 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 ha. ha. It's like, come on now, really? Do, the ruling do you, class. Do, do you really have to be assholes even after you guys were just even bigger assholes and went to war? <laughs> Over who was the biggest asshole of everything? So but yeah, to be to be dismissive of Sam like that, it's it, it's been mean spirited in his character arc because I mean when he got to the Night's Watch, everybody called him fat. You know, even even uh, at the the keep when he meets Gilly, you know, mm-hmm. he, the uh, the the guy says, you know, why don't you carve a little bit off your friend? You know, you'll be able to survive for. Everybody's for, been talking shit right. on him, and even when he's like, look. The White Walkers are coming. Everybody's like, <laughs> "Stupid Sam!" Right? You know, I like, killed one. Yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, fat okay. ass. You know, right. and it's like, it just really everybody super dismissive. dismissive of, and even when he's character. like, "Look, this is a good idea." If everybody's gonna need to say in this, what you know? should my dogs have a vote? What about my horse? You know, yeah. it's like, come on now, come on, man, you don't be an asshole. Just say like, you know what, Sam? That's a cool idea, but I don't think we'll pass on this one. You right? Know? It's like, <laughs> you know what? Meet the new boss, even the old boss. Some things never fucking change, but at least they're trying with. Uh, Tyrion's suggestion. Yeah. And, you know, he says that everybody needs everybody needs a good story to rally behind. You know, mm-hmm. Bran, the boy who got pushed out of a window and lived, you know, and and he nominates Bran to be the, the essentially the ruler, the yeah. king. Because he's like, no, but even, even before that, Siri, uh, uh, 
Grey Room's like, no, that's bullshit. You know, we want. Uh, I'm sorry, Davos is like, look, just give us Jon Snow, let him do her thing, and we'll give you all of these lands, these islands, whatever. Yeah, because he wants to give him the Riverlands, right? And he goes, no, fuck that, I don't want your land. We got my own land. We don't need this. And he goes, but you can take your. Well, start technically, the Unsullied don't have their own land. No, that's true, but. So, but I guess they could take over whatever they wanted. Exactly. But you know, Davos is trying to still play peacekeeper and whatnot. But Grey Worm won't have anything of it. But um, but when everything is kind of going, you know, kind of south in the in the conversations that they're having, you know, when when Tyrion suggests that Bran goes up there, Sansa makes the comment about, well, you know, he's never going to father children. He, yeah. He's never going to have a lineage. Perfect. And, and Tyrion goes, yeah, it's perfect. You know, because all of the lineages and all the houses and the families and, mm-hmm. you know, the because he, he makes j- jokes about Joffrey still. You know, he says, we found out how bad the, you know, the, the seeds can be from the, the father and everything. Yeah. And he goes, why don't, we, why don't we make a thing? Try a Bram out. And then every time we need a new king or a new ruler, we all come in and make a vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, oh, OK, let's try it. And then because he, just- he goes, look, isn't look. And he goes to Grey Worm. He goes, look, because Grey Worm is not having any of it at first. Because, look, isn't this the wheel that Daenerys herself wanted to break? Mm-hmm. You can do this. We can all break it together. Fine. So that kind of leaves him like that, and everybody in a good place. That leaves the kingdom in a good place. I think they made the wisest choice they could. Well, it leaves it leaves the the kingdom in a great place too because Sansa says that the north is still going to remain sovereign. They're going to remain their own kingdom like mm-hmm. they did for thousands of years. And you know, it kind of takes Tyrion a couple seconds and he goes, "Okay, long live Bran the Broken, the lord of the six kingdoms." Right? <laughs> here's my issue with that, okay? How come why here here's what happened. If I was in the uh, same kind of situation, and sounds is like you know what we're gonna like say our independent sovereign and we're cool, but like for example, why didn't Dorn like and so Dorn? You know because Dorn South. True. I mean, because you, you but they had a representative there, right? Right, the prince, right? But their their whole deal is they're they're part of the southern portion of the of the map. If you look at the map of Westeros, yeah, you know, so their portion is is still south. You know, everything at the north and and whatnot. You, you, they they made mention back when John was trying to rally all the troops and everything. Even well, hell, even back when Rob was the king in the north. You know, they they always said that a, that a north would never bow to a southern ruler. Right. You know, so. But it just seems like, you know, if, if the other leaders could at that point in time, they could say, well, we want to be sovereign, too. Well, yeah, you could do that. But then you have fracture kingdom. Yeah. But the north remembers. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I just I understand where she was coming from. And that's a good play. But. Eh, but know. they finally acquiesce. And, you know, Bran is the ruler of the six kingdoms and the, you know, the north will be sovereign. So that that's kind of interesting for me, at least. Because now Sansa is, you know, unwed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who is, who, what family or what house is she going to align with to, right. you know, get heirs? Somebody in the North. You know, so, yeah, exactly. The wildlings. So, <laughs> yeah, what, what does that put us? But then Bran kind of turns it back on Tyrion. And he's like, you know, well, that's great and all. I didn't want to be king, so you're going to be my hand. And Tyrion's like, wait, Bye. wait, no, what, what? No, hold right. on. I, I didn't mean for this to happen. Because, okay, so here's the thing. Here's one thing that I wrote. Like, when he goes, hey, Bran, I know you don't want to be king, but would you accept it if I nominate you? Right? And then Bran's response was like, I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't. And I'm like, oh, you're such a piece of shit. Oh, my God. Man, he's all seeing. He has to be kind of, like, omnipotent and very, like, removed I know, from emotion. Luke, but, like, he could have been like, you know what? This is an honor. Thank you. You no, know? that's not. Instead of like, that's not I knew the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, ugh. 
You're awful. I mean, you're good. You'll make a fantastic king, but you're like at awful at conversation. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Tyrion goes back and he, he's trying to talk his way out of it, saying, you know, I've done all these horrible things. I've made these horrible decisions. And you're going to spend the rest of your right, life making, making things right. Yep, and that's and exactly so, what Brand, and it, Tyrion's like, well, I really can't, you know, fault his logic on that one. Or die in a cell. So, I mean, scared straight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the, the conversation kind of switches to, to what's going to happen with John. So they, they finally get to, I, I would say, a very uneasy compromise with sending John back to the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. You know, and you and I actually talked about that over dinner. Yeah. You know, we, we put out some uh, some feelers out on Twitter uh, under Media Rewind Pod, just kind of, you know, what, what our initial thoughts predictions and, and stuff god we were wrong but when <laughs> you and i were kind of talking over tacos talking over tacos talking over tacos but uh when we were talking over dinner and we had the conversation about what happens with john i said he was going to go back to the night's watch i didn't know that he was going to essentially become lord commander again of the night's watch well, but who who better exactly because i was thinking when you said that i'm like man there's no night watch to go I'm like we can he can start a new one and i'm like well you know i guess that would work and that would be a happy ending because he would be in the north where he wanted to be so, I mean, it worked out good. First point of business, patch that big-ass hole. Exactly. <laughs> uh, how are we going to do that? Uh, start making some snow blocks. Making but some- I, guess, I guess they are by East Watch, by the sea. So, I mean, all they got to do is, like, get a bucket brigade and just kind of douse the whole wall with some water. And that's cool. And, you know, the, I think Tyrion said that the place um, will always need a home for the bastards and broken. Yep. And so I was like, okay. Yeah. And like you said, who better than John John Snow, the biggest boy scout of them all? Yep. So... So as happy we, ending for him. Well, not necessarily because he has to leave his family again. True, you know. But it's it's but a, it's, it's uneasy. It's uneasy for you know Grey Worm too because he still wants to kill Jon Snow. Yeah, even when they saw him leaving, then like beep, beep, <laughs> beep, that that look that Grey Worm gave Jon Snow staring daggers. I know. But then he goes, you know, yeah, well, like you said, he'll never see his family again. But he goes, Arya, don't worry, you can come and see me. And she goes, I can. I'm a girl. And he goes, Do you think that'll stop anybody telling you you can't do something? Yep. He goes, oh, that's and as they're kind of seeing John off, he's he's walking through, and he he goes over to the he goes over to the docks. You see the Unsullied departing, and we find out that the Unsullied are actually going to Noth. Mm-hmm. You know, the call back to the conversation that Masande and, and Grey Worm had about protect you know, the people that and... somebody needed protecting. Mm-hmm. So the Unsullied are sa- sailing to Noth. You know, you've got the Dothraki essentially order, getting all their horses on, and they're going to sail back to, to Essos. You know, but we've got a couple of the members of the Night's Watch that are actually sailing with John. So John is saying goodbye to Sansa, Arya, and Bran. And this was this was touching because I mean they are the last of the Stark children, yeah. or Stark children plus John. <laughs> but you've got you know him having a good a good farewell with with Sansa. You know, telling her that you know Ned Stark's daughter, the North is in good hands with her. Right. Um, his his like I guess his bond with Arya has always been the tightest, um, just because he gave her needle. You know, he he knew that she was a tomboy. And They're that, both fighters. Right. And and he kind of not necessarily groomed that in her, but allowed her to be herself. Mm-hmm. You know, by giving her that sword and giving yeah. her. You know, not encouraging saying, her. Oh, go and you, fight. you need to go do needle point. Yeah, I'm not giving you needle. Yeah, go train. Let's be you be a badass. Do yeah. what you want to do. And so she says that you know she's gonna you know she she drops the line again. What's east of you know what's, what's west, west of Westeros? Westeros you know, I'm, there's nothing. I'm like good, that's where the map stops. Yeah. That's where we're gonna go. That's where I'm gonna go. Arya becomes a flat earther. Like <laughs> I'm gonna find the edge. <laughs> Just falls off. But then you know he he kind of kneels to Bran. You know he goes, "Your Grace. You know I'm sorry I wasn't there when you needed me." And then Bran, of course, drops him nuggets and knowledge. You're exactly where you needed to be. Boom. 
normally I'm like pissed off with the brands like answers and responses. The brancers. Uh, I like that. I like that. I like that. Normally I'm pissed off with this brancers, even when like it's like if I wasn't gonna be king, I would have been here. Uh, I'm like that's a bitch answer, brand. So normally I'm all about like thank you, Theon. Bye now. I must go. Fuck him. And fuck him for being the king, but he would be the best. He's the best king. Yeah. So fuck him still. But he's over there like um <laughs> Normally I hate Brancers, but I like the fact that everything you did brought you here. I was like, okay, I like that Brancer. That's like my favorite Brancer. This is the only one I like. Alright, so little beef with a little beef with Mr. Bran. Fuck why 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 is everybody push him around? It's not like his arms don't work. Well, that's true. It's like Arya had to like like turn his chair to face John as he was departing. It's yeah, like, but at the same time, it would be easier for like Arya, like hey, here, let me help you, instead of him trying to like parallel park do a nine point turn because that was a small dude, dock. Bran hasn't done shit the entire season. No, no, but he was still. he was chum for the Night King. That's his, that's essentially what he was. You mean to tell me you can't turn his chair for him? Didn't I? Right? <laughs> but no, it, it's no, just fuck, the, no, those no, goofy little agree. things. No, I agree. Fuck him. He could have totally did it. But if Arya's like, here, let me help you. Skirt. No, and I, I get but, why yeah. they do it. Because... <laughs> Is it like an Austin Powers? Beep, 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 beep. Right? Fuck him. But again, he's the best choice possible for you and your family. He's... <laughs> yeah. So we find out that, that Arya won't be able to visit John at the, at the wall. You know, she's going to be a pirate. Yeah, she is. She's essentially going to be a wanderer. She's a pirate. I love it. She, she's going to see her sail off. Yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life for me. Captain Stark. Yar. I dig it. I, I dig it. I can totally go and on I, the. And honestly, you know, I, I saw what they did with the show. They, they set everything kind of a little open ended to where we could, you know, possibly have some offshoots if we ever wanted to come back and revisit. For the Captain Stark adventures, I would no, totally Not even see that, that, dude. I mean, not even just necessarily Arya's story, but I mean, Sansa's story is pretty open. Brand story is pretty open. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they ever wanted to get into a little bit more of the mythos, I mean, they, they definitely could. But as we break from, you know, John getting on the boat and kind of going out, Brienne grabs the book of the Great Knight, the Great Knights of Westeros, and the she, big sir, the big book of British sirs, and and she's going, she's going through, you know, you see Sir Barristan Selmy, and you know, you see all of the different knights, and you know, one of the things that Joffrey had scoffed at Jamie about was the fact that you had all these other knights that had just pages and pages and pages of written about them and what what their accomplishments were, and he didn't have shit, and Jamie had like five lines which was about a quarter to a half a page mm-hmm. and one was you know slayed to king so it was like okay so brand takes it upon herself to kind of you know finish out jamie's story and whatnot. lost his hand helped right. out at winterfell you know, you know protected the realm you know protected his queen until his death and it, it was just it was it was very touching for brand to do that but honestly a part of, a part of me a, a big part of me <laughs> wanted me to see Brienne write her own damn name in that book. No. Okay. So first of all, yeah. But I thought when he was going to like, you said she's drawing like dicks in the back paragraph. Like she lost his hand. Good. That fucker just talking shit or something. Or like, you know, took was, my virginity a hole, right? Fucking asshole. But yeah, like, like I like what she did, you know, died in service of the queen. Mm-hmm. Best she could. But no, I wanted her to flip over the next page and just like Sir Brian and Tarth 
did this, fought a fucking bear, you know, survived the Battle of Winterfell, helped out. Beat the hell out of the hound. Right. You know, so, uh, no, I I did. I wanted to see her actually get a page in the book of herself. Can she not, can sirs not write about themselves? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, who's going to know? That's true. So... I, I just I wanted to see yeah me too I wanted to see Brienne get a little get a little, get a little kudos bit more love even yeah. if it came from herself you know so, so like no that kind of stuck in my craw too I was like that's kind of bullshit keep writing don't close the book you have more Jamie's story is done but Brienne and Tarth people need to know about your story because you're a fucking certified badass mm-hmm. all the things that she's done so I hope if she cannot if the sir cannot write about said sir you know you know who's gonna write her story hmm. Podrick. Of course, because he's a he, sir now, he, too. He's a knight. He's he is a, a knight. Sir, sir Podrick. And nice little segue into our next portion of the show. Mm-hmm. We, we get Tyrion sitting at, the, at the, the, the small council. And, you know, his chair is at the beginning where Tywin used to sit. And all of the chairs are kind of disheveled and kind of all over the place. So he gets up and he, like, sets them all proper. You know, gets them all back into place in his OCD-edness. Well, it's an interesting thing because in, like, the first season or something when... That he was within that little council too mm-hmm. with all the Lannisters and everybody else was coming in setting everything right. He would just saunter in and drunkenly and knock shit over and be like, ha ha, not give a fuck about how things were set up. So to see him now be like, everything has to be perfect and proper right. and everything. Yep. It was kind of like a good, like, you've grown. I mean, of course you've grown, you know, because after all the shit that he's done, of course you're going to change and grow as a human being. But like to see him from stumbling around drunk, goofing around to like, actually taking his job of making amends seriously, you know, bravo. Yeah. You know? And and so we actually get the fact that the king is, is going to be on these small council meetings because we have Tyrion as, as the hand. Mm-hmm. We have Davos as the master of, of ships. Mm-hmm. We have Bronn, <laughs> the master of coin. How the hell Bronn turns out to be master of coin? Because, I mean, you know, he threatens to assassinate Tyrion and Jaime just disappears and then all of a sudden comes back he's master of coin good on him exactly well you know what i mean he played his hand he yeah. didn't kill anybody else what else he's gonna do and in fact he goes look he goes okay and sir Braun, master of high garden master of the towers master of this 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 and now master of coin as your debt been paid and he goes yep okay good now let's go earn some more do some more shit so, you know, as Davos is talking with going doing a nice little back and forth with uh, Braun, we know that Sam is now a Grand Meister. Mm-hmm, which you know? is great. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's interesting to see all these characters kind of play out. But and then you see Brienne walk in. So Brienne is on the on the small council. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that possibly she's like the the not necessarily like the King's Guard, like the head of the King's Guard. No, I bet she is. Yeah. I bet she is, because who else better? Yeah, she exactly. Plus, plus she's a sir. So, like, of course, she would make perfect sense to be the master of the King's Guard, the army. And that's when the bomb drops, and we know that, that Podrick is now a sir. He's a knight. Yeah, and that's awesome of him. Like, just a random, like, a good sir. But, well, I mean, dude, I mean, remember during the Battle of Winterfell, I mean, that dude was fighting his ass off. Yeah, it was. He is a well deserved surge. Hmm. But here's the thing Goofy, 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 goofy. And, like, the way I thought everything was going to end was somebody, like, look, look, your hand. A copy of Fire and Ice, the new book drawn by some by by Meister Martin. And so he reads it and he goes, Okay, well, where am I? He goes, You're not in it. Fuck. I was like, Man, 
please don't end the show on like it was all a story or all a dream you know the never-ending story you got you got like like tywin lannister talking to fred savage say my name bastion <laughs> like ah uh, i would have been pissed there's daenerys Dracorys. but no you could you couldn't have something like that happen i thought that was and, goofy that whole like look it's a book you know, you're, the whole story is a book now. And I was like, mm. and Sam's all happy about it. He's like, I, I helped him with the title, and it's like, oh, come on now. Yeah, come on, man. And Maybe then, he helped George R. R. Martin finish the books, right? That's, <laughs> <laughs> but a child. But you know, and, and as every kind of everything kind of as everything kind of shakes out, you know, they they talk about how they need to rebuild the armada. You know how they they still have threats out there. They still need to rebuild the ships. Well, Bronn wants to rebuild all the brothels, and it's just like you know, ships or brothels. It's kind of like uh, economics class from high school. You got guns or butter. It's an opportunity cost. You know, have a, you have to either have boats or hoes. There, so, there you go. So, there you go. Exactly. So like, I mean, if stepbrothers taught us anything, it's boats or, or hoes at this point. You can't have boats and hoes. And one or the other. But it's funny because, like, no, I would love to, but we need some money for the coin. Well, we got to make sure that it's viable, and we got to see if we can if we can have to spare. However, the brothels are in desperate need of repair. And then Brienne's like, that's terrible. I think we can all agree that ships are more important. And then Ron's like, I think that's very sumptuous for you to say something like that. Or to throw on those specs. And I'm like, same old Bran. Bran. Bran, I like the way. And even Bran... No, same old brand because he comes in like, hey, how's everything going? Is everything all right? Yeah, everything seems fine. I know. And then just goes away and it's like, fuck you, Brancers. You know, so it's like, come on, man. Come on. I know you're all seeing, but don't have to like, hello, fucking creep. Get out of here. And so it's good to see like everybody is where they need to be and kind of like the world still goes on. Right. All this world changing things happen, but it's still them. Yep. And as, as the next cut shot, we get John actually going into the gates at Castle Black. Looks up, and he sees Tormund. Hot damn, mm-hmm. Tormund's still alive and well, kicking. Everything's going well. And then he sees Doug! And then he sees Ghost. So this is the fan service that everybody was so pissed off about a couple episodes ago. Why didn't John pet Ghost when he sent him away? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you finally have your John petting Ghost moment. Apparently the writers foresaw, you know, had enough forethinking to, to actually make him pet Ghost. So when he gets to Castle Black, he <laughs> leans over and he's like, Good doggy. Who's a good dire wolf? You know? <laughs> I liked it. But the, but the other thing, you know, the only rebuttal I have to all the people that said, Well, why didn't John pet Ghost? I don't remember an episode where John was really like super affectionate to Ghost. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know, I realize that, you know, John owes him a service because Ghost protected him while he was. In the nether realm. True. You know? So that that's huge. But Maybe it that's was never a relationship dynamic. Right. It was never like the, the John and the John and Dog song. You, you never you, know? you never saw them like playing in the fucking citadel, throwing throwing sticks, playing fetch while in slow mo. Let me tell you a story about my best friend. And they're like So no, I can see that, but at the same time, yeah, you know, it's but good it to was. see them get it, together and like, oh come yeah, here, dog. It's a, it's a nice little reunion. I'm home. Yep, and then as we see, you know, kind of the the cut shots kind of going through, you see John with Ghost, you see Sansa being all garbed up because now she is the Queen of the North. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was an extravagant, like, gown that she had to wear because, cool. like, it had, like, detachable sleeves. I mean, like, it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't just, like, one of her normal dresses. I mean, this was had to be 
put on by somebody else. Well, she's the queen now. And then she's as, no longer Lady Stark. She's Queen Stark. Right. And then as you got, you know, Arya standing on the the the, the mast of the or up on the the front of the bow, bow of the ship. Yo you know, ho yo got, uh, ho. The, the adventures of of pirate Arya. Captain Arya adventures. I'm telling you, you'd totally be down for that. Yeah. You know. So she goes sailing, and fights like giant birds like she's fucking sinbad or something she's already fought skeletons so like That's why true. so why not this the seven voyages of aria she goes to kill medusa <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but no it, she gets like a little like mechanical owl <laughs> but um you, you know, see aria sailing away you see all of them pledging their fealty to sansa as, as she's walking through the corridor at winterfell and as she sits down behind the the, the gigantic throne chair in front of the fireplace we get a shot of John and Tormund riding through the gate of Castle Black North with all the wildlings back into the north. So here's my question. So is Castle Black no longer where the Night's Watch is going to be? Or is everybody moving? Or is was that John saying, like, I'm kind of like, I'm leaving with the wildlings? Well, you know, and that's something I had a question on, too, because, you know, we no longer need a Night's Watch. Right. Because the Night's Watch was really to guard against White Walkers and the wildlings. wildlings. But now that we have a peace brokered between the Northmen and the Wildlings, since they fought on the same side. And there's no more White Walkers. Right. I mean, it's not like the Wildlings are going to come down as, you know, rape and pillage and burn and everything throughout the North because so, they won't do it. So basically, are now theoretically, if... There's kind of like a roving Night's Watch almost. Yeah, I was going to say, are is now like the Night's Watch the Wildlings since they're no longer wild? Well, because we do still have some of the Night's Watch there in Castle Black, the guys that escorted John there. Some new recruits you know, or yeah, something. Yeah, so like new but recruits But if he's Lord Commander, I mean, then like... Well, we, what is we, that? we don't know, man. You know, it, that was it, the only thing that gave me pause because that was like the big long scene like he's over there with his whole tribe. Ga gaggle of Wildlings. gaggle of Wildlings and he's walking into the forest. I'm like, okay, does that mean he has like turned his back on the night's watch and he's living with the wildlings now are the wildlings in the night's watch are like is it just like well i think torment made mention a couple uh episodes ago you know i guess that makes us the night's watch now you that's know when, when he goes to east watch that's true so i i don't know maybe maybe the 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 north and the wildlings have kind of brokered some type of peace or some type of agreement where the you know, everything north of the wall will be policed by the wildlings, and if they need something, they'll come to the castles. Maybe I guess so. Maybe maybe it's they'll just come to the like, forts. That left it like not too open ended, but like I no, I, I, I didn't I, I understand. I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on what that symbolism of him riding off in there was supposed to mean. I understand the Queen of the North. I understand Arya. I, I understand Ghost going north of the wall. Uh huh. Because I even back in season one, when they find the dire wolf pups, they say, you know. We've not seen dire wolves south of the wall in forever. Right. You know, and that's not where they belong. They belong north of the wall. So it's like, okay, so is Nymeria going to go north of the wall now too? Well, now that there's no big threat of the of the White Walkers. And there's a big-ass hole. Right. So, it's not so like they can't just cross over. Back and forth and back and forth. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like. But I, I did like the fact that, you know, he was going off with Tormund. So maybe it's, maybe it's just like, you know, they're going out. To, to get the wildlings reestablished, and they were going to go maybe back to Castle Black. Maybe, yeah, go yeah. find him a new home. Yeah, you know? exactly. Maybe because I mean, we already know that that's the, true. That's we are, true. We already know that the dead pretty much ro ro uh, you know raised everybody on their way down. Because he can't. Because if he goes, if he goes with the wildlings, he can't. If he stays in the Night's Watch, he can't have a kid. Right. He can't, can't take a wife. Take wife can't take anything. But if he goes with the wildlings, they fuck the Night's Watch. He can go do and find kind of what Mance did. Egret too. Yeah, yeah. What, what Mance Raider did. Right. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I don't think he would. I think he'd stay with the, you know. He, he would honor his vow. 
Plus, anyway, even if you try to do that, fucking Bran would be like, I know where you end. Uh, <laughs> fucking Bran. I see you with my with my raven eyes. <laughs> so, with that being said... Because he was like, where, where's Drogon? I'll find him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll find him. I'll find him at some point. And it's just like, ooh, okay. Because they, they ask, you know, has, has Drogon been spotted? They're like, oh, we spotted him, blah, 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 this, there, and the other. And Brancers wants to try to Brancers. find him. Yeah, exactly where he's at. So, with that being said, I mean, I think we pretty much covered everything. Do you have anything that you want to touch on? Uh-uh. I think that was it. Okay. So, like we did for Into the Badlands, enter into the Badlands. You have our gratitude. On a, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate this episode and how would you rate the series overall? Okay, this episode, I'm going to go 7.5. Okay. A little bit lower than what I would think, what I would like for it to be. Of course, I want a high score. Right. But I think nothing really wowed me in this one episode, but I did get some good closure. I like the fact that the, I got closure with Drogon that he's still out there. I like the fact that Arya is going to do her own shit. Everybody seemed to be where they needed to be. And I liked that. Brancers. Brancers. God damn Brancers. I like <laughs> I like the fact that it ended on like not necessarily a happy note, but a justifiable note. Right. So seven and a half. Seven okay. and a half for this episode. There were some beautiful shots. It just didn't have any like pizzazz. You know well, what I'm we're saying? Pretty much done with all the battles. That's true. <laughs> I, I, that's true. But I would have liked something a little bit more shocking, because I knew that I knew John was going to kill Daenerys. You know, especially after everything was said and done. Yeah. So something a bit more like <gasps> it was Arya all along with the <laughs> candlestick. Yeah, you know, like in like, the library. Like if, if like somehow like when John says like. <laughs> Old man Carruthers, and it's Arya who did it, you know. And then like I'll be like, "Whoa, that's weird." So, but yeah, no, seven and a half. Okay. Then how would you rate the show overall? Nine. Okay. Nine. Some this show has brought some of the coolest things I've ever fucking seen on cinema or on TV, man. The dragons find the White Walkers, fucking some of the best battles I've ever seen. And yeah, some things slipped and stumbled. Season eight wasn't again wasn't the 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 season that Gotham wanted, but it was the season Gotham not even deserved. The season got, Gotham got they got <laughs> right. So take it or leave it. If you don't like the show, don't watch. But I like the show. I like the story, the mythology, and the world that they build. I, well, like I said, some of the episodes aren't as great as some of the other ones. Overall, it was a gripping fucking story. Gripping enough that people put eight years into their life and in investing stuff. So, More than eight, remember, because we had a hiatus. That's we true. had eight seasons plus a hiatus. That's very so, true. I mean, you're talking probably a decade worth of these actors, you know, these lives and the writers and prop people and yeah. screen. And it shows. It shows. Yeah. Some of the episodes are going to go down and some of the coolest things ever. Yep, I mean, exactly. like kids people name their kids Daenerys and Khaleesi and Cersei and I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of brawn there's probably gonna be a lot of Brancers now so like <laughs> fucking if Lance from Uruguay ever has a kid he's gonna name him Brancers, Brancers right <laughs> but like yeah no so I, I think this is this show is a cultural phenomenon yep and it deserves it because yep. it's fucking grand so for overall the show got a nine yeah and for the episode, I'm actually going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go eight. Uh-huh. I like what they did with the way that they wrapped up uh, a lot of the character arcs. I wanted to see a little bit more out of some of the characters. Um, I wanted to see more, like a more impactful um, gotcha moment for Daenerys. Yeah. Because we, we knew it was going to happen. You know, once Jon went into the throne room, I mean, we knew what he had to do. Exactly. Um, 
I like the fact, like you said, you know, that, that <laughs> Frostworm 2, Return of the Frostworm, just to get, Drogon gets to kind of like fly away. Yeah. You know, um, so uh, I, I like that part. I mean, I like the fact that they left the storylines fairly open to mm-hmm. where if we want to get an offshoot or, if, you know, if they ever want to come back and revisit something, they can. Um, but the series overall, I mean, this is probably my second favorite series that HBO has done next to Band of Brothers. And I mean, it's just the from the production value to the costumes to the prop department choreography. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we literally saw in in the span of like four seasons, three of the largest battle sequences ever committed to film. Yeah, you know, it it was just incredible. I mean, you had the Battle of the Bastards, mm-hmm. then you had the Battle of Winterfell, and then you right on the heels of that, you had the Battle for King's Landing. And I mean, you're talking like. Three of the most like large scale fight sequences ever. Yeah, I mean, hell, they almost ran out. But they probably almost ran out of horses for the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a with a nine for the the show as a whole, just mm-hmm. because. I mean, yeah, and we get it. Everybody's sitting there screaming at their 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 whatever they listen to. It's their not the way how I would have done it. Uh, I'm gonna rate season eight as a six. I signed a petition to get it rewritten. Well, that's fine. That's, Do it that's your fucking self. Your prerogative. Right. Okay. I enjoy the show. Yeah. You enjoy the show. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about the show. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, you're going to go nine. I'm going to go nine. I want to remind everybody that we will be back to cover USA's The Purge. Yes. We will be back to cover AMC's The Walking Dead. And maybe a John Wick retrospective. Yes. Well, we actually do, we, we've got quite a few action uh, action franchises yeah. that we need to dive we're into. We're not going to leave you high and dry until another show. We, we got you covered. And we're kicking around the idea about doing HBO's The Watchmen. Yeah, Nosferatu, um, Nosferatu on looks cool. All right. Yeah. So, and if there's anything else that you think we would like, you know, don't fucking do Desperate Housewives as well. Something or rather, but like, yeah, I'm not watching Real Housewives of Orange County. That ain't happening. <laughs> so, but with that being said, Genius is gonna go nine for the show. I'm gonna go nine for the show. Look for us again when we start recapping other shows. But on behalf of my co-host Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. And for the last time, Cindy Margolis.